yourself. My name is Matt Lorenz, and uh, I'm here today with a couple of awesome guys at a program we're calling Coaching from the Dead. We're really excited that you guys are here. This is just to give you a little bit of information about who we are, uh, who the program is, what we're up to, some of the different events that are coming up. Uh, We're really glad that you guys participated and listened last week. Uh, when we had Coach Palmer and also Dustin, a senior guard uh, with our team, uh, a lot of positive responses coming back from that. Uh, heard it not only on social media, but also just in person where people came up to us. Today, we've got a couple of awesome guys, and I'm just going to kind of turn it right over to them and uh, to share a little bit of information about uh, who they are and, and some of the uh, things that we're up to. So start off with, I've got uh, Coach Zach Samaha. He's here right here to my left. Um Tell us a little bit about yourself, Coach. All right. Well, as you said, my name is Zach Smarhaw. This is my third year coaching here at Noble. I'm originally from Fort Towson, Oklahoma, which is a small town located in southeast Oklahoma, population of about 300 people. So wow. Very small town. It is. I actually yeah. graduated with 15 people in my class. You know, if something tells me you were one of the top basketball players in your entire class. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't that hard. A lot of, a lot of great competition. You know, there okay. 14 right. other guys. Okay. Seven of them were girls, so you kind of just look at this. It's tough. It's tough. That's funny. Uh, played four years there at Fort Towson High School. Uh, Excellent. Was an all-stater, uh, which was a big deal to me, uh, coming from that small area, small town. Uh, actually was a member of the first state team to reach the semifinals since 1970s, since the 1970s at wow. Fort Towson. Wow. Congratulations it's on quite, that. That's yeah, exciting. I know a little, that. little quick history now. You got me started. A yeah. quick history. Fort Towson okay. was actually the first school okay. ever in Oklahoma to have both the boys' program and the girls' program to win a state title in the same year. In the same in year? The same year, oh, That is really cool. When you graduated high school, I, I, I know you're on a roll, but when you graduate, what was the class? What is it, class A? Class, class C? A. Oh, class that's so oh, cool. That's a tough class. There's a lot of good competition in you know class what's funny? You know what's funny? People don't realize that because you look at the big schools, all they have the athletes, everything like that. Oh, come on. Well, you look at the small schools, and they're all skilled. Yeah. Because we're not – we have athletes, but we don't have the upper echelon Division One athletes, yeah. so we're all skilled. We can all well, shoot, dribble, you, pass. You know when the thing Thing I always find is they usually can find really good five five players that can play good, but it's the bench play. When you get to upper classes, five A, six A, they got kids you can just bring off the bench, bring off the bench, bring right. off the bench, and then they're they're really salty as well. When you, when you get a class A, class two A, they don't have four kids on the bench that are just really really good. Well, it's know? so funny you say that. I'm just to piggyback on that point. I'm a six three point guard. I have a five nine two guard. Six three six four six three. So we're a big team. That was on your team. Yeah, that was. Our well, no wonder class. you. God, <laughs> we, we were, we were giants in that in that in that class. Right, we were big. We were athletic, but oh after that, it goodness. just flatlines. You know, well, and we could bring in the six seven guy maybe, but it, it really dropped off after that. Wow. So you have really those cool. five skilled guys that always play together since they were young, and then after that, it just. Whew, I got you. Back into a valley. Well, tell tell me more. So you go, you 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 go, you win state in. At, well, we lo- we lose in the semis. Uh, oh, you lost lost in the semis. Who did yeah. you lose? We lost the Garber. It's a team. Garber. Actually, they're not. They're top five in uh, Class A right now. They are located uh, by Enid. Because on another story, I went back. I went. I went by there on the way to a college game okay. when I was in college, which I'll get to in a minute. And I saw the sign, the exit for Garber, and I just. There's like a little fire and you just cringe. And you're just like, <laughs> we need to beat those guys. Well, I was so upset because yeah. we get to the state semifinals and it's top four teams. And it's right when you get to that level. That's so I mean, cool, it's, man. I mean, all the teams are great. And so we, we played the 930 slot. It's prime time. We're in the State Fair Arena at the big house. Yeah, I was going to say at the big house. I've been going there with my grandpa since seventh grade. I'm like, oh, I'm about to have 40 so points. Awesome. And just We're going to go to the finals and we're going to win. We know this is the best team in the state. So we play and they play a really good 2-3 zone. They had a center. 
six seven, played tight end in Arkansas. Really? And they had four guys that could just absolutely shoot lights out. And we get in there, and it's just the bright lights hit us, and we all just kind of we didn't crumble, but we didn't play our best game, and it was very unfortunate <laughs> because I actually saw one of their players at the All State game in July later that year. And he told me he said, "Man, we knew if we beat y'all, we were we were we were good. We, knew we were a shoe in." Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, why'd you tell me that?" Yeah, that hurt more. What, maybe. What to stick the knife in more. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh I appreciate my. that. Well, that sounds awesome. So you got a chance to go all the way, and you know, I'm a little bit geographically challenged. I travel the state of Oklahoma mm-hmm. all the time, but where in the world is Townsend? At? It's, it's so it's so <laughs> funny. So if you go south of here, you go to Durant. Okay, yeah. Right? Everybody knows where Durant yeah, yeah, is for, for sure. Most part. For sure. So. Picture Durant on the west side and then okay. Broken Bow on the east side. Okay. And then traverse so that course and meet in the middle. In, in the middle. And you're, in, you're right there by Fort Townsend. Ah, well, there you go. So we're, ten, we're, ten, yeah, we're 10 minutes east of Hugo and then about 40 minutes west of Broken Bow. So I right there in that little corner pocket. It's sort of the area in the state of Oklahoma that I haven't traveled a lot, but I've heard it's beautiful down there. Oh, it's beautiful, but it's, uh, you know, if you're not from there, it's hard to understand it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a different country for sure. I mean, I you have you. some of the best ball players, I still believe, come from that area. Well, what brings you up north then? I mean, Houston State, but what brought you up here north? Well, my wife's actually from Noble. Well, I know that's, of course that's a little, little home cooking there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I know I know about the town. We know the royal royalty family, the Revelos. Right. So yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. you did happen to marry into. The princess herself. Right. <laughs> exactly, right. Okay. <laughs> and so I knew about the program there. And, uh, you know, we're kind of getting further on in the story, but I wanted a new coaching opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so kind of going forward here in the story, after I played college ball, I had a chance to play overseas professionally for a year. What? And, that is so cool. I right. did not know that about you. Yeah, it, wow. It, it was, so it was, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but uh, some things really didn't work out, so it kind of didn't last. Uh, so... It's, about, it's July. Okay. Uh, you know, it's July. And I'm like, well, you know what? I need a job. I can't really just stay here at the farm. Yeah. And so, chance happens. Chance happens. Uh, the superintendent for Fort Towson calls me. said, hey, I hear you're back in town. I said, yeah, hopefully not too long. Hopefully there's another opportunity to play ball that arises. He said, well, if you can't find one, there's a job open, opportunity uh, to coach. And I said, you know what, man? I'm, you know, I appreciate it, but let me let me think on this. Let me, let me wait up. Let me... Let me see what happens because I really want to see how far this this uh, basketball career can go of actually playing. And so, turned over every rock, every stone, tried to figure out a way to keep playing, but it just wasn't in the cards. But that's fine. And so I said, you know what, I'll accept. And so I got the job at Fort Towson, my alma mater, and decided to coach there. And I remember my first day, I talked to the girls' coach. I said, "Man, I'm 22. I'm young. I'm arrogant. Okay. I, I know everything about the game." I said, "We're going to come in here. We're in class two way. I'm going to show all the stuff I learned from college, all my other coaches, and we're just going to dominate." He said, "Okay, we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see." I said, "All right." So first day, I get the kids in there, and there's no football. And uh, there is football in class A and two way, but it's it's eight man. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And we were we were too small of a school to even support that. Gotcha. And so I see my guys come in. I'm like, all right, we got got a little bit of size. You know, we're six two, six three, some athletic guards. I said, let's do a rudimentary drill. Let's do three man weave. Everybody knows how to do three man weave, right? We do three man weave. Matt, Tyler, never have I been more depressed from the basketball court. <laughs> you were like, they, what, they hard it, to chew gum and run at the same time. You just couldn't do anything. Okay. I mean, we All did three man right. weave. I swear the ball touched the ceiling one time with a punt. On a punt. Oh, we did it. Was, yeah, it was a pass, get it going, and just, I think somebody just punted the ball. Oh, that's and awesome. I looked at the girls coach, and he was like, he did the Jordan shrug. He said, I, I told you. Uh, I don't know. That's why we needed a coach. Right. <laughs> but, you know, oh, uh, two my. years later, that first year we went four games, and it was it was tough. We lost probably five games by one point or less. Oh, I mean, well, you're competitive. Yeah, we were very yeah, competitive. Yeah. Second year uh, looked to be a lot better. 
had some move-ins from other schools. They, you know, they were in, heard about our program on the rise. They want to be a part of a winning yeah. program. Yeah. And we lose our point guard uh, early in the season. We're in a scrimmage against a team from down by Dur- in the Durant area. We're up twenty to nothing. I remember like it was yesterday. I was thinking, man, hey, we got a shot. We're gonna be very good. Yeah. And goes up for a to block a layup, tears his ACL. <laughs> And oh, so no. he just, it just really hurt us. And oh, no. we, ended up winning, we ended up winning nine games anyway, which is still, I think, uh, you know, a good benchmark for, for them. And we ended up going to the regional tournament for the first time since I had graduated gotcha. in 2010. So it was a, success, a successful year. Well, are, now you, you coached. Uh, are you saying you were the head coach? For the yeah. Team? Head that coach. is just that's great to hear. So I had that's, some experience. We're so lucky to have you here, actually, to tell you the truth. I Number one, I didn't know that you were a head coach in another program mm-hmm. in another state. I mean, another part of the state. That's right. just really great. Well, I know. Where did you play college basketball at? So when I graduated, 4,000. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a small school. We didn't have, really have a lot of AAU opportunities like you have here in Norman, Oklahoma okay. City area. Okay. So it's kind of just, if you can get a local college to notice you, you're doing good. Sure. So yeah. I had a local college notice me. It was Murray State. It oh, me to go excellent. To college. Excellent college. And, you know, I didn't really want to go to JUCO route, but I wanted to play ball and sure. nobody noticed me. So my thought was, hey, go there for two years, get stronger, get better, get faster, improve your game, and then uh-huh. maybe get to a Division One program. Yeah. So I played there for two years under Randy Rutherford and Joe Atkins. So any of those good ball players out there know about them. They both played at Oklahoma State. Both of them were All-Americans under Eddie Sutton, yeah. who should be a Hall yeah. of Fame coach. He's not voted in yet, but he's a – uh, all the stuff I know now, I learned from them. Very good. Well, you know, based off of some of that information that you got then mm-hmm. in coaching, and what do you wish that you would have known when you were in high school? Uh, what I really wish I knew was just how to get stronger. I think that's a huge point, a huge key that kids don't understand about the you, college. You're game. talking about like bench, bench press, press yes, you're talking about li- what just you, physical strength, physical, physical quickness, athleticism. Because when you get to the next level, skill will translate. But if you're not strong enough to play physically, it's tough. Mm. And I think we're trying to get the, our kids here to understand that. That's why we have Coach Palmer. He's over here on this side. It, while, while he we joined tra- us. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, I was he's glad previously, he's previously on the podcast. <laughs> he's really put an emphasis on strength and athleticism and power. And, you know, lifting and remaining strong, remaining fit. Because yeah. when you get to that next level, especially somebody from Class A. You know, six foot, three hundred fifty pounds, and I'm going against this dude from Chicago who's six six, two hundred, that plays the same position. You know, it's tough. It doesn't matter how much, it doesn't matter how skilled I am. He's just more physically dominant. Yeah, yeah. No, and, I get that. And so I wish, as a younger man, as like a freshman, sophomore in high school, I'd have really started to weight lift and train. Okay. But that's really the only. That's really the only thing I wish I would have known. Coaching wise, uh, I really, I think I have a, a unique gift to getting the kids to play hard, which I think is we'll get to it later. It's one of the most important things you have. You can have. You know, if you can have all the X's and O's, the strategies, things like that, but if you can't motivate your kids to work hard and consistently be good leaders, then mm. your program's going to suffer. So, man, that's good. That's positive right there. I agree with you 100% on that. Well, um, you know, speaking of our coaching and here in Noble, what have you been asked to do since, you, since you've been here, especially working with the uh, – now, I just know that you're a part of a couple of different programs, but what have you been asked to do here? Right. Well, uh, the first thing I do, I go to the middle school in the morning. Okay. I kind of just, I'm like a liaison from the high school to the middle school because in order to have a great program, I think you need to have, from the bottom down, everybody on the same level. Okay. You need to be doing the same things from here all the way up. So it's it's just like football. Okay. It's the same cadences, same calls, everything like that. So when they do get to the high school level, it's not a whole new ball game. We're like, whoa, we've never done this before. So you need to have some similarities. Then at the high school level, I'm the JV head coach. Uh, I do a lot of development because I think, especially at a 5A school, you have a lot more kids come out. You mm-hmm. know, when I was the head 
coach at Fort Towson, you have maybe 10 to 12 kids total. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to just focus on them. Here, you're going to have 25, 30 kids at the beginning. And then when you when you go through the running and everything else, you find out which kids really want to be here. Yeah. And luckily, they'll kind of weed out. But then you'll have those kids that have worked hard and want to get better, but they're not quite good enough to make varsity. So mm-hmm. you need to have those younger guys developed. And that's what I really specialize in. A lot of one-on-one stuff, a lot of one-on-one training. Good. And then also developing the team, overall team aspect of the game, understanding the game mentally. Because once I think the game slows down for you, then it becomes a lot easier to be successful. Yeah. Have, at that level, at that JV or maybe the ninth grade level, have you seen some talent that's coming up that you're very excited about? Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't know, want but, you to put any names out there, but <laughs> – I mean, I'm just kind of wondering if you're excited about what's the future. Yes, absolutely. I think collectively there's a lot of talent there. Great. And I think the big uh, a big key, with, especially with the JV group, they've played together for a long time. Oh, yeah. So there's a natural camaraderie there. There's a natural cohesion there between each player. Gotcha. So they know, hey, if I can move this ball from corner to corner and get some ball movement, it, it establishes an easier shot. That's hard. That's one of the hardest things as a coach to implement to your kids is understanding ball movement, player movement. Because a lot of kids say, well, I've been going one-on-one my whole life. I've been mm-hmm. playing one-on-one, 21, mm-hmm. 2-1-2. You know, mm-hmm. this works in AAU. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work at the high school. No, right? it doesn't. No, it's more of a team. Right. And so establishing that with those younger kids is important. And since they already know that, you can build on that and start going to more advanced things and really start to implement stuff into their game. It's going to help them advance at a faster level. Gotcha. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I'm very excited that you're here and that you're part of the program. Um, tell me some strengths that you see. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say from the outside, but as coaching, some strengths you see about the current basketball team and the program and some things that they're doing well right now. Right. Well, the first thing is their their effort on mm-hmm. a nightly basis and, in, and on a daily basis. You yeah. know, you can't just show up with the bright lights on and say, oh, hey, we're going to go play. We can turn it on. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work that way. You have to really work hard from day one from the summer. Yeah. Okay. Because I have a little saying. I think the winner will show what you did in the summer. <laughs> So if you're sitting on your butt playing Fortnite <laughs> all summer long, guess what? When the wintertime hits and those bright lights show, you're going to crumble because you're not used to it. But I think our guys have really understood that understood, understood that concept. Okay. We've had great leadership like the guy to my right, Tyler. Yeah, the seniors are really yes. they're doing whatever they can to step up. Right, they've stepped up. And that's what that's what you want as a staff. You don't want to get to the point where you're babysitting each kid and say, hey, <laughs> you know, you got to do this. You got to yeah. go to class. You got to yeah. work hard. We have a good group of seniors that really understand, hey, this is what it takes to be successful. And even though it may not show on the record right now, two and two, you have to start doing those steps now and continue knocking on that door. And eventually opportunity will come and you'll have a chance to win. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to go back to something you said, you know, this this team that is uh, the record that they have and how well they've done – it comes down to effort too. They haven't got blown out of anything yet. Right. I mean, it's really a lot of effort from right. the time that the ball is tipped to the to the last you know clock is gone down to zero zero. It's been in every single game. And that's not just you noticing that. That's the community. That's yeah, people. I, that's people I work with at KID. Yeah, they're yeah. telling me, man, those kids, those boys play hard. And that's yeah. what you want to hear as a coach because every day you're not going to execute. That's just the way it is. They don't execute at the NBA level at the yeah, division one exactly. level. We can't expect our high school guys to come in and just execute all the time perfectly. Yeah. But if you can provide that effort consistently, you'll be in the best spot. Let's stay on a positive side, but tell me, you know, what's something negative, something they've got to work on to get better. Let's, let's, let's just go to the high school level itself. Right. What's something that you believe that they've got to work on to get better? I think there's two things. The first thing is starting stronger. Because I think we, we have a, a very poor tendency of just starting games and getting in a hole. Uh, well, then I need to stop right there because 
Because <laughs> what's going on? Why is that happening? You know what? I, They've got to be coming out of the locker room fire. And I don't think it's an effort thing. I think it's more just like I talked about, execution thing. Okay. Because I, I, I wish I could put my finger on it. I'll yeah. have to just do I'm some I'm sure Coach Bird, everybody wishes they could. Right. But what is it? Yeah. And you know what's so funny? Just to piggyback on one of my earlier points, I told you about my high school experiences as a player. Yeah. We were the exact same way. It was the craziest thing. I remember mm-hmm. specifically we played a, a, a poor team. I mean, we were 10 times better than this team. And it's 22 to 22 at halftime. And we're just looking at each other like, what are we doing? But, and then we figured out, it's just, you know, it was a senior-laden team like it is now. Yeah. I said, all right, hey, let's go out and play. Okay. And so we went out, we go out, we went 66-33. Yeah. So we give up 11 points second half. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, why does it take so long for us to go and play? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and as a coach, it's hard to put your finger on it. I mean, I think we put an emphasis on it. I think it's up to the kids to understand, hey, once we start out fine, we'll be good. Second part. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's number two? I think it's finishing games. Okay. So you kind of have a bad little, you have a, a bad matchup there. It's, you know, we're starting slow, then we're catching all the way up, and then at pivotal points, we don't execute. Sometimes it's hard to know how to win. It is. It's difficult. It's a, it's a process. It's just like we talked about. You have to continually work hard. Okay. And get used to those opportunities. Okay. Okay. And those, those, those. Uh, you know, happen in games, but we also do a good job of doing it in practice. Saying, "Hey, in this situation, this is what we need to do." Okay. Because many times, games aren't decided in the first quarter, second quarter. They're decided third quarter, fourth quarter. Pivotal mm-hmm. possessions, two minutes left. You know, we're down by one. What do we do on offense? Or we're up by two. What do we do on defense? Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the possessions that win or lose your ball games. I got you. Well, excellent points. I just hope uh, it sounds like you've already got kind of a goal and a plan on how to fix that as well for these guys. Try to help them get started faster and then maybe ways that they can finish off. Right. And all the, all the things I named, they're all fixable. They which are. is important. It's oh, not yeah. like we come here yeah. like, hey, you know what? We know the problems, but there's just no fixing it. No. No, we have, we have plenty of solutions. It's, just, yeah. it's a process. It uh, takes time. Well, I've got the biggest question of all that I really want to know. Okay. This is really the biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a drum roll. Where do you see Zach in uh, five years from now? Ooh. Where do you see your coaching at? What do you, what do you see yourself doing in five years from now? Well, I, I do think coaching is my passion. That's good uh, to hear. You know, is there the, is the, is there best, is the money in it all the time? No, but I don't think you can live your life just striving for money. I think that's a trivial thing. Not to get too deep. Let me just get no, no. I'm, to- I'm totally <laughs> in with you. What do you? Yeah. Uh, we always preach to our kids be ambitious. You know, don't settle. Don't just get to this point. And say, you know what? I'm happy here. I'm fine. Even though you can strive for better things. I want to be here in Noble. I love it here. My wife's from here. I love the town. I fell in love with the community. We're a 5A school, but it has that small town feel, which I crave. You know, coming from a small town, I could never live in Oklahoma City or a huge or a huge area. I just can't do it. I'm just not built that way. I want to have my dogs, my land, and, you know, and, and that's all I want. Good. Right? Good. So I love it here at Noble. Well, we'd love to help you, uh, keep you and make sure that you stay ha- uh, happy and healthy here, right here in the Noble area. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Well, but, uh, I'm glad that you're going to continue coaching. I know from – uh, father's side of it that uh, my son really enjoys working with you. He loves your instruction and the way that you coach him up. And uh, um, I just love the fact that you're here. So. I appreciate it. You bet, man. Well, okay, before we go, before I let you go, well, first off, do you have anything other than other than what we've talked about that you want to talk about? No, I don't think I mentioned uh, after after Murray said I did play two years at St. Gregory's. Uh, with Coach Palmer for one year, my senior year. So that's even a little. I know everything just ties together, doesn't it? It does. That's just crazy. ties together. 
That's crazy. So I don't think I'll go. Can he take you one on one, or is it? You know uh, what? That oh, he's he's not his head now. I don't know. We're both. See, that's what I don't understand as former players. We're still competitive. <laughs> that, that's we good. love each other like brothers, but hey, when you're competitive, hey, <laughs> okay. All when right. it gets to that point, we, I don't know. If there's money on it, then I don't know. Okay, we're gonna play a game really quick. <laughs> it's called either or. All right? all right. Nike or Under Armour. Ooh, I like Nike. I'll say. I'll say Nike. All right. Early riser or night owl. Ooh, right now, I have a child, so I don't. Oh, I think it's probably both. Yeah, right. I have, I have <laughs> you don't have an either so one choice on that one, right? That's a and B on that one. It just depends on the amount of whatever he wants. How, how old is your son now? He's in, four months now. Four months. And uh, future, you think, in linebacker? Man, you, you know think, what? I think, you, you know, know maybe it's, point guard. It's so funny that, that you say that because I, I told George that, uh, you know, he found out that my wife's having a baby. Yeah. yeah. His uncle is Danny Redbow, the Allstate running back. Right. A couple years ago. Right. You know, I love Coach George. Man, you know what? I'm at Stay in coach until your son gets up here. I may have to keep keep up a little bit. I love it. Maybe man. probably a tight end. <laughs> maybe tight end. Maybe tight end. Maybe a six. Maybe a six eight point. Uh, whatever he wants to be. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, English or math? No English. That's uh, not even a very good question. Okay. Mexican food or Chinese? Wow. wow. Is, I know this is a tough one, right? Tough. These are either ors though. My so. wife's Hispanic, so I got to go with Mexican there. Hey, and good she, job. She made, yeah, that's that's what I got to do. Coca Cola or Dr Pepper? Dr Pepper. Dog Actually, or- let me let me go neither and go water, kids. Drink water. Ka-chow. Drink water. <laughs> Dog or cat? Dog. I'm a huge. Actually, I'm, I love all animals, but I have three dogs at home. So. Speaking of loving animals, catching a fish or killing a deer? Catching a fish. I love being on the lake. <laughs> me too. All right, we'll be right back. Thank you guys. Let's take a break really quick, and then great job, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. Hey, we're back for, uh, for, at Coaching from the Den, and I'm here with player number 21, Tyler Fiscus. I'm uh, really excited to, for this interview. I've actually been excited for this interview for a couple of days now. Um, I've known Tyler for some time. He probably doesn't know it, uh, but uh, I've got some great stories to tell here in the next couple of minutes, and I hope he does too. Hey, listen, I'm going to turn it over and uh, tell us something about yourself, Tyler. I'm Tyler Fiscus. I'm 17 years old. I was born in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Moved here in 2012, and it's been the greatest time of my life. You you moved here when you were 12 years old, so you didn't go to school here uh, when you were younger than that. So that was what the sixth grade or the fifth grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Okay, okay. Sorry to get my math wrong there, but yeah, the fifth grade. Well, did um. So how long have you been playing basketball now? I started in fourth grade. Nice. That was just school ball, though. I started like actually falling in love. Like probably around second grade, first grade. So you just really f- found a passion for it ever since you were a young kid. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool, man. Uh, you live here in Noble? Or? Yes, sir. I live right by the middle school, actually. Excellent. Have you gone out there all the time outside in those outside courts and shot? Yes, sir. <laughs> that's great. That was one of the best times of my childhood. <laughs> middle school. Well, that's good. When you lived in Midwest City, was it in town or did you live way out in the country and stuff? I lived in town. Oh, okay. It was kind of scary most of the time. Really? Yeah, it wasn't the safest place. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, you know, you always hear about kids growing up in, you know, certain parts in the United States, and I, I know some places can be pretty rough, you know. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you moved out of there. My, my stepdad's from Nova, that's how I ended up here. No. Charlie, Charlie Haymar. Yeah, when did he graduate? Or? He graduated in 2001. 
2001. I bet there's quite a few people that are watching or listening right now that probably know exactly who that cat is. Huh? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hopefully he has a good reputation then, huh? Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm just kidding with him. Well, hey, um, here's a question for you right away, and I'm just going to dive right into this. You still play basketball 2, 3 o'clock in the morning? Uh, <laughs> most of the time not because I – I mean, I get a lot of time now. It's not like the middle school days. so Right. So just so that you guys know this uh, little story that I've got, I lived down the street from Tyler when he was younger. Right. And uh, I'd wake up in the middle of the night just because I couldn't sleep or whatever. I'd go outside of my garage, and I'd hear this basketball down at the end of the cul-de-sac. And I'd be like, what in the world? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Somebody's out there playing underneath the street. Like, I'd look down there. It'd be this kid, 7th, 8th grader, 7th, 6th grader. I don't know what grade he was in. I just know that he played basketball. I thought, he never sleeps. This kid's nice like a machine. <laughs> so well, what may motivate you to just be the best that you can be? and be able to do things like that. What motivates you? My mom, most of all, but my family just pushes me to be the best person I can be. What's your mom do to motivate you like that? What is it words she says or things that she's kind of raised you to be a certain way? or Everything she does, she's just she's the perfect mom for me. Couldn't ask for anybody better. Oh man, that's awesome! I think he's searching for like an awesome Christmas. Gift know, or Christmas is coming. Christmas too. is coming up. That's right, mom. Okay. <laughs> She's an awesome mom too. She wants to cook me something. Right? <laughs> yeah. Zach looks like he's missed a few meals. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that your mom's been such a big supporter of yours and. And, uh, and she's the person that really motivates you to keep you going and stuff. Um, there's a side story that I kind of want to get to, but I'm just going to ask this question right out front. Have you ever been, uh, have you ever been cut from a team before Tyler? Oh, every year might, might as well have been cut from ninth grade year. I only got like probably a minute of the game and those were like, those were really tough years of my life. I'll be able to do what I love. Is there are multiple sports that you play, or I played football in middle school, and then I started to just focus on basketball when I reached high school because I knew that's what I wanted to do. Seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade. Well, and you said practically you practically got cut ninth yeah. grade just because you just got a minute or so a game. Yeah, gotcha. That must have been tough. Was- I mean, I feel like that that. One, I believe that you're really in a sport that you love because you're still doing it and you're very good at what you do. Um, but a lot of kids that get cut at that age, throw it away. Am I right or wrong? About oh, that? Exactly. I, was, I was very close to not even playing my sophomore year. But then uh, Parker Nash started talking to me and I played. And Coach Smallhaw gave me the confidence I have today to be the basketball player I am. <laughs> that is excellent to hear. Wow. I, you know, I just will piggyback on that. I've heard from other kids that um, didn't want to participate and to be a part of even this 2019, 2020 campaign that we've got going on. And you talked them into playing. You said some positive things to kind of keep them going. Is there anybody that was back in the seventh? or eighth grade or even ninth grade that said, hey, dude, I can see something in you. Keep at it. Or, you know, kind of that made you stay motivated. It was really just my parents. Just yeah. Always kept me motivated to never quit. And they don't really, they never, they never want me to be a quitter. That's not who my family is. I think that's such a positive role model, a positive thing to be. Well, 
okay, so you're kind of limited in your time. You didn't play any in your seventh and eighth grade. And you didn't play hardly anything in your ninth grade. You played a little bit in your tenth grade. What's been Tyler's greatest sports moment then so far? What's been your one moment that you're like, that was the best thing I've ever done? Um, seeing my name on the varsity list the summer before my junior year, that was that was really really cool. And then my mom, she said seeing my name on top of the banner in the high school, that was it made everybody tear up a little bit. Just know that I finally did it. Hey, she's super proud of you. That's great. That's great. Can you tell us her name? Uh, Sarah Hanlon. I'm gonna give her this bump next time I see her. She's that's awesome stuff, man. <laughs> tell tell me about like what right now. Uh, your senior this year. What's your basketball strength? What's the sh- what? What is your number one strength that you bring to the team? I feel like I've just grown as being a leader on this team, not letting anybody give up. We fight to the last minute of every game, and sometimes it doesn't end up our way, but we always fight. It's important to not give up. Yeah, yeah. You've learned that for a long time. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, that, that may segue right into this, but like. I know that there's probably a sixth or seventh grader that's probably listening or watching this right now. What advice could you give to them if maybe they're they're struggling? Maybe they're thinking about, I don't want to play basketball very long. What What are you thinking? What, what advice would you give them? Just don't ever give up. It could be growing five inches over the summer or coach giving you the confidence that you need to be the great basketball player you know you can be. Uh, that's good. That's good. You got anything for this player? Do you got anything that you want to ask him? <laughs> I thought maybe you might be able to turn this thing over. Right. Hey, let's do, and this will catch him off guard. So right. Be better. I know. I know. I'm not gonna think of one now. <laughs> what made you fall in love with the game? Like, is there a specific point or moment when you were young and you're just like, man, I really like this sport. Like, I think I'd like to play. It's good. You should take over. <laughs> Uh, just watching, just watching on TV. It was just great to see everybody come together as a team, and I wanted to be a part of that. Who was a role model for you? Like any type of basketball player that's a role model for you? No. My favorite player is Kyrie Irving. I play nothing like him, but he's my favorite <laughs> player. And not too many people do, brother. No. <laughs> so yeah, he's one of a kind for sure. Well, I'm telling you right now, I know for sure that you're going to be a positive role model to a lot of kids that are in the noble area. I'm super proud of you. I'm super glad to have known you and watch you grow up. I knew, I knew, sitting outside of my house at three o'clock in the morning that there were going to be great things that came from Tyler Fiskus. I knew it back then. And here it is. It's coming all to fruition today. So, well, very good. I thank you for uh, the interview and, and getting a chance to know you. Is there anything else that you want to say to the audience or any shout-outs that you want to give real quick? Thank all the coaches for living with me and not letting me give up. That's awesome. All right, well, now it's time for either or. <laughs> Nike or Under Armour? Nike. Nike. You're fast for that answer. Did you say Under Armour or Nike? No, I said Nike. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm kind of a Nike guy. <laughs> Early riser or night owl? Never mind, night owl. I already knew that. That's right. And maybe an early riser, though, depending on how you. Yeah, really. He could have been up at 3 o'clock in the morning, right? (laughs) Except I heard him playing at 10 o'clock at night, too, (laughs) when I went to bed. So, English or math? English. Uh, Mexican food or Chinese? Mexican. Mexican food. Both of you guys Mexican food. What's wrong with Chinese food? Oh, there's nothing wrong. It's just maybe Mexican makes a lot of Mexican food. All right. Coke or Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper. All right. Dog or cat? Dogs for sure. Dogs for sure. 
catching a fish or killing a deer. Catching fish. Yeah, there ain't nothing better than a good old bass fishing. Like hey, you guys are awesome. Good luck. Listen, we've got uh, games coming up uh, January the 7th against Kingfisher, a real tough spot against a good team. We're going to be in Kingfisher. We just got the results back, uh, or at least the lineup back uh, to the Noble Tournament, which is going to be sponsored by Dental Lodge, which is very exciting. Uh, Look at that at uh, Noble Basketball. And then we also have the basketball schedule for practice. Uh, Let me read that really quick, just in case you're listening and um, and you don't know when that is. Uh, the Christmas break, the practices uh, are going to be between 4 and 6, December the 23rd, the 27th, and the 30th, and then also January 2nd and 3rd. Um, if we do not get back next week, we wish you guys, each and every one of you, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you again from Coaching from the Den. All right. Rock and roll. You guys did awesome.